Welcome, beautiful people. You are just now tuning in to Just Glow Podcast, and I'm your host, Gloria Velez. And today's special guest was born with a legendary name, became king of Mambo, and I'm honored to have him, Tito Puente Jr. <laughs> What's up, Gloria B in the house, baby? Nice yes. to see you. It's a blessing to have you and an honor, literally, literally. Your father's music, I was raised up on. Like, I have to tell you a little story because I've been dying to tell you this and I haven't told you this. Shoot. When I was five years old in Brooklyn, um, in Williamsburg, I used to drive my bike at Nickabaca Park. And your father came out of nowhere, was playing for his people and shook my dad's hand. People were taking pictures. He was so like reachable. I think that's why, pe and he loved music and he loved his people. And I feel like you have that in you as well. Like when I first met you through a mutual friend, um, you was you was warming and your music and the way you play gave me goosebumps like your father. I had to put that out there because um, you're you're just amazing to me. That's why Thank I said you. you are king of mumbo. Without a doubt. Ah, That's so cool that you said that. And thank you for those kind words. You know, being a fellow New Yorker, you know, I yes. love my people from Brooklyn, you know, New York. <laughs> and I've been so Puerto Rico, in Williamsburg. And sí. it was such a great time growing up in the 70s, 80s, 90s in New York at that time because music was so electric, especially Mambo and Salsa music. We would go to all the clubs. Sí. I mean, we would go to El Morocco, Copacabana, That's El right. <laughs> We would go to all the salsa clubs in Queens and in Brooklyn and, and the Bronx, and it was a, uh, it was really really special. But I'm glad that my father touched your your heart in some yes. sort of way with his music. You know, yes. and his music was yes. so important to everybody. Yeah, we're such proud people, Latin people, especially with our culture. You know, we live it, we breathe it. I mean, even in school, I used to have my Puerto Rican flag running down the hallways. I mean, <laughs> that's embedded in us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. with him, and we're just riding our bikes at five years old, listening to you know Latin music. And my dad used to play hit the records and put mm -hmm. it on in the house. Like, yeah. it's just different for us, you know? Um, I wanted to ask you, I know that you just did Calle Ocho this weekend in Miami yeah. and you had a reunion, a 20 year reunion. And you was in a group called the Latin Rhythm. If y'all yes. don't know, you was rapping as That's well right. as playing instruments. Please do explain. <laughs> and you was rapping good too. I was like, oh shit. That's right. That's right. you started you know, rapping. Uh, you know, I was rapping and, and doing the Latin dance and hip hop music. This was the early nineties, right out of the freestyle era. They started, had a lot of Latin house music at the time. Little Louis Vega, Masters at Work, Kenny Dole, you know, uh, all the great uh, DJs from Chicago were doing Latin house tracks. Yeah. And uh, I started getting into that too. And I was traveling with my father at the time too. And I got my old friends, Jay Kwan from the group, the Nasty Boys, which was a nineties uh, group that did freestyle and his little yeah. brother, Shy. And we, we had a reunion, but we performed uh, back then a lot of dance music and Latin house music. So we traveled with Proyecto Uno, Los Ilegales, oh, and Sandy and Papo. These are all very famous uh, uh, merengue pop bands at the time. And they were singing uh, all kinds of songs. Fulanito was another one, Two in a Room. These are all old classic, uh, old, old school uh, freestyle and dance Latin house music musicians. And we went on the road with them and it was a really great time. So I did a 20 year reunion. Actually, it was more than 20 years. It was about 26 years since we did Calle Ocho together. And I got them on stage uh, <laughs> and we don't dance like we used to. Because back then right, we did right. a lot of flips, just like you in the music videos. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
it so, is, it um, is a little different I, now. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do a little bit of the dance routine and my hip was out. <laughs> but we're all over. Well, I, I'm the middle guy, so I'm 50 now. Shy's about 40-something, and Jay's older than me, about a couple years older than me. But it was nice to sing the songs again and do a reunion. And being at Gaiocho after the two-year hiatus that they went on due to the lockdown, it was right. nice to be back there and seeing a lot of old faces and new faces and new generation. And it was a nice time. It was great. Did you did you guys put out an album when you guys went on tour? Yes, we did. We the first record came out in 1994, and uh, we were on. Uh, we I, that's when I first moved down here. I'm originally from New York, and then I moved to right. South Florida back in like right after all, like all of us. <laughs> yeah, I met you. I think yeah. at that time too. Yeah, 1993. We came right after the Andrew Hurricane, and and uh, at that time. Power 96 was a very popular radio station. There were a lot yes. of DJs at the time. My man, DJ Laz, Mohammed Moretta, yes, and the list of cops on the radio. They were all like interactive with anything that was live performances. So I went as an old school, you know, guy with my vinyl and my yes. records in my hand. I went to all the clubs and I started pushing the song that we had. And I featured my father, Tito Puente, on the record. And it was called That's Sound awesome. of the Mountain Rhythm. We pushed it to the radio station. The radio station kind of, guess, I guess my name got me in the door a little bit, but the music right. really sounded fresh and new and innovative. It so it was Latin house music at that time, 1994, 95. So we had some rotation. It got on the radio. We started doing the nightclubs. And then next thing you know, it sh we got signed to EMI Records, Capital. Oh, wow. That's big. Yes, major. Yeah, I worked with the EMI Capital. This was right when um, uh, the Selena thing all started too when she performed her passing of course and they put us uh, a couple of concerts with her a couple of concerts with uh some other artists uh, that were on the label as well and uh we just took off from there went on tour with venezuela south america central america uh honduras guatemala i can go on with the, with the yes. places we've been to but that's where it started my father didn't like it too much he's like what are you doing house music goes, <laughs> i was just about to ask you that did he embrace that because it's so different from salsa you know, in yeah, house, yeah. hip-hop, you know? Um, Honestly, honey, I was a rocker, too. You knew that, too. I, I love heavy metal yes. and me rock too, music. Me too, me too. I, love, yeah. I love all genres of music, honestly. I, yeah. love, I love a little bit of everything. And you do course, jazz but, as well. Jazz as well. But, you know, we're, we're from New York, so we liked all types of music. We went from hip-hop right. to salsa in a second. And then we loved right. freestyle <laughs> and dance music. Exactly. And then we would, we would secretly go see Bon Jovi in the Metal right. Arena. Oh, my God. That was what I grew up on. That's I'm guilty. so true. I'm yes. guilty. I'm guilty. And that's, that's so what, crazy. That's I met so Bon Jovi. He has family in Coral Springs when I was young, and he yes. was very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. cool seeing that that mix of you know being Hispanic culture and of course rock music and everything. New York was just a melting pot at that era, and that's where the, I started playing drums. And I went to Timbales when I started traveling with my father. And then as the '90s went on. We started performing a lot more. I did three more records for EMI. And then I worked with some different record labels and we toured extensively uh, until my father's passing in 2000. So I did a whole 10 years, well, maybe like eight years solid, just touring. And I got my feet wet following Tito Puente and going on the road with my father. He would, I would be like an opening act, you know? Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, great. How great. did it feel? Like, what was your first time ever opening? Were you nervous? Were you sweating? Like, how did you feel <laughs> opening up for him? Yeah, well, uh, I played with him a, a couple of times at that time in the 90s. He, I asked him to be in the video, the music video we did for Sound Rhythm. Then in 1996, 
or 95, pardon me, I, I uh, re-recorded a song called Oye Como Va, which is very popular. Yes, uh, I remember that. Carlos Santana redid the song in 1970s, but my father wrote it in 1963. And the record went number one on Billboard charts, the dance version that we did in 1995. And I was like, wow, I can't believe a resurgence of an old classic tune made in the house music form. And at that time, house music was, you know, dominating Huge. the airwaves. Yes. Very, very big. And at that time, I won a couple of awards, a Billboard Award, and we went to the Grammys with my father. And, and I said, can you be in the music video? And he said, well, what are you going to pay me, man? And I said, <laughs> so I gave my father a kiss. I gave him a kiss right, 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 right. <laughs> and he said, man, your kisses are very expensive, brother. <laughs> exactly. But he did it from his heart. We won the yes. award that year for best music video of the year. It was fantastic. I think I saw you there at the Billboard yes, um, yes, yes. Awards. And it was just great. And then after that, um, we traveled more with him until his untimely passing in 2000. And then I started picking up the clave rhythm, which is the Latin rhythm of timbales. So you picked it up after, you didn't pick it up during. I did it during because I, when I traveled with him, I was setting up his drums at the time and I would watch his orchestra. So my father right. wasn't uh, an advocate about teaching. He didn't really teach. Really? Uh, like, well, I was going to ask you, you that. So when you was young, he didn't put like sticks in no. your hands when you was little so you can bang Nothing like that. No, I was no. very smart. No, it was more like, um, you know, your parents tell you don't touch their things, don't touch this, don't touch that. My father had a lot of drums. Don't touch my drums. And what do you do as a kid? You go and start well, jamming on Yes. And that's how I kind of learned by ear. But he, I'm glad my father told me and taught me to go to school and learn. And that's where I learned to read and write. I went to Five Towns College. And I worked with a gentleman named Sam Mulano. Learned my, my rudiments, the rudiments of yes. drumming. And that's where I really honed in on. And then I started gravitating towards that clave rhythm, which is like the conga rhythm that people know yes. through Gloria Stefan and the conga and the timbal and all that. And it was great. It was, it was it's, it's such a blessing for me to be his son and then continue his legacy. But yes. starting off with my humble beginnings in the, in, you know, in my beginning of my career. Yeah. I, I, I believe that kids do need that because it's hard. Even I have a son and he's named after his father being an R&B legend and, they expect so much and it's kind of a lot of pressure, you know, to yeah. be just as good or more better. And did you ever feel that pressure coming from such a, you know, iconic name? Yeah. Yeah. I did in the beginning. I was reluctant okay. about uh, performing his music uh, simply because I was already doing dance music and I already had my career going, uh, Gene. And I, and I wanted right. to keep going and flourishing with that. And I still love, you know, all my, all my, uh, you know, my counterparts that were with me at the time and all the dance music and the right. freestyle artists that I work with from that era. And I still respect them. And I, I love that music, you know, always. And the rock music too as well. But yeah. after his passing, I was very reluctant and in, in, in performing Tito Puente music, Latin jazz, salsa, mambo, you know, yeah. the two that really made him an icon and a legend because I would have been compared to him. However, right. what I embraced is my... My uh, my quirkiness and who I am, and so when you come to my right. concerts, you're gonna see maybe I look like him a little bit without the white hair. <laughs> you guys do but resemble each other, though. Yeah, I for do. sure. I do, and I embrace that. I embrace that. I yeah. named my son. I named my son, who Did might be a little bit of pressure too. Tito Puente Jr. Jr. the third. So, okay. um, but you know, I I does don't want to push him too. Does, does he, does sure he love music? Not sure yet. Not sure yet. He's still young. 
Yeah, I'm playing the music. He knows who his grandfather is. He's found he's found in the last couple of years, actually like the past year, he's only 14. He just turned 14. Uh, he's finding more interest in his history. And I like that. You know, he's That's finding good. more interest in that. But the brand, Tito Puente, I think he, he will embrace and along with the rest of my children and uh, hopefully course, we can keep my father's name going. And I embrace it now. I was nervous in the beginning, but I embrace it. Yeah, right. Because people make it pressure, but you have to have it in your soul. And when I first met, you had it in your soul. It's already was in you. You can't, you can't inbred that. You just have to, It. you just have it. When you play, it's just, I don't know. You know, you can give anybody an instrument and you can just play and just, you know, you know, read the music. You play yeah. with your heart. There's, it's a difference. There's definitely yeah, a freaking difference. Feeling, feeling all the way. Yes, and you are such an entrepreneur. I see that you have your own salsa sauce or <laughs> ingredient sauce. I was like, yeah. what is this? Do it, yes, please. I'm so well. I'm so grateful for many things and many blessings that I've experienced throughout the 22 years of playing my father's music and the 30 years I've been doing music professionally. Um, but some of those things come in blessings that I never knew that I would get. And one of those was my wife. She came into my life and, and she taught me uh, entrepreneurship and saying, yes. not only can we just perform music, we can build a brand with this whole sure. thing. And that's what we do. We got a lot of, you can see right here, the t-shirts. Yes, and stuff like that. I got a one. Yes, yeah. awesome. So, so during the last two years, we all went through the, the lockdown and pandemic really brought a lot of light to, to my uh, ideas. And one of them was, hey, why don't we do something that can coincide with a record that I put out, which was The King and I, and I put out an album during yes. the pandemic. So I would record everybody remotely. And I got some fantastic artists on the album. Sheila E, Peter Escobedo, uh, Tony Vega, Jose Peto Canario. These are all salsa legends and Latin music icons that work with my father. So it's a tribute to him 20 years after his passing. At the same right, this time- this is the new he, album you just dropped. Yes, it is. It's called yes. The King and I. And I, I love it. Yes. It's on all, on all digital platforms that those you uh, love Mambo or Salsa music. It's definitely a, a go-to record. And so I said, man, what could we do to really push it? Because we couldn't go out. You can't tour. You can't, you know, we had to do a lot of the Zoom and, and all that to, in order to promote it. And I said, well, how can we sell a record or a unit? And my wife came over the idea, you know, let's do something that you've been wanting to do for a while. And I said, would it make sense to put out Salsa music along with Salsa, salsa actual Salsa? salsa. Yes. <laughs> so I put out some picante <laughs> sauce and I put four different flavors. I got guava, I got maple syrup uh, with mango. And they're fruit flavors, mm. tamarindo and sweet green pepper. And people can go and pick it up at myshopify.com. You get the album along with the four hot sauces. So I put it all together and we've been doing That's great awesome. with it. I sell them at yes. the shows too. And fantastic. People are loving it. Smart. That's yeah. smart. I saw it. I was like, and I love salsa. I love like adding. I'm a dipper. I'm. I love everything spicy and hot. Yeah, I'm gonna and get I you some mango. salsa for your. Yes, get I you, gotta get taste you some it. salsa. I don't even have. I'm out of stock right now, but I'm gonna get you some salsa That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, this album, this new album, you have legendary features on here. You was yeah. um. You was just on Good Day New York talking about homage to your father being. You was Mambo Kings. You just performed in with the Bronx. Tell me how that was. Yeah. yeah, I just performed recently in the Bronx with my two um, musical brothers, um, Tito Rodriguez Jr. and Machito Jr. Now, the three big Palladium orchestras from the era of the 1950s were very popular, which was Tito Puente, Tito Rodriguez, and Machito. 
So the sons of those icons put together a show. We put together a, 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 a three-act show in which we feature the music of our late fathers. And it's really music to be dancing to. So it was very hard to, yes. for people to sit down in a performing arts center and not get up and enjoy it. Right, we, just exactly. did, we did a show called Palladium in the New Millennium to bring this music to the new generation of kids. Now think about it, G. You know, Tito Puente died 22 years ago and Machito, of course, passed away prior to that and along with Tito Rodriguez. So for 20 years or 22 years, the kids that were born at that time are now 22 years old. They never got to experience this music That's or right. see it live. So That's what we right. did is we wanted to get some of the original band members of those orchestras from that era, put together, put together a big band, 21-piece orchestra, and we presented yeah. music to the band. So we did a fantastic, great show in the Bronx and Lehman College last week. Now we're taking it on the road. We're taking it to Puerto Rico. Yes. I was just so about to okay. ask that. Yes. We're going to Puerto Rico in June. We're going to present it there. I know the fans are going to love it. And then from there, it looks like uh, we're getting a little traction with it. So some agencies are coming to us. And uh, the producers, Leo Tistol, and they are interested in bringing the big three Palladium. It's a nostalgic show, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's I nostalgic would love to music, see but that. Your, 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 your parents and your grandparents, they'll all love it. <laughs> yes. I mean, me too. I love music. I love live band. It's nothing like live music. You know, yes. I mean, it's nice to see someone perform, but when you hear that, the music, it's just, it just hits differently. I don't yeah, know. Right. I, yeah, I, I'm, how, I'm, how would you? I'm, I'm a big fan of, of DJs, but sorry, DJs, you guys right. love performing live <laughs> and live musicians around me. It's nice. It's nice to hear. You know what's missing is that those mistakes, those little improvisations. I get that from my horn players and percussion players, and I love that. And it just makes the feeling of dancing and performing live so much better. I agree. So how was you guys received in the Bronx? How was the crowd when you guys were performing? Man, girl, that's my hometown, girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the BX was I in the know. house. I know. They were oh, my God, because we used to have so many Latin festivals in New York. And yeah. I mean, obviously, because of COVID, but even before COVID, a lot, we're, we're missing a lot of that. So when yeah, they act, it was, actually perform at a center or someplace, we come out. <laughs> they came out everywhere, and it was and they were from all five boroughs. People came from other other uh, uh, cities in the United States. They came from Florida, from Chicago. So some people from Los Angeles who flew in. It was nice to to to, re, re, to have that reunion of of people and generations because I saw young kids there. Uh, Eddie Torres Jr., who was in the movie In the Heights, on stage with me. His father That's was in awesome. the audience. He's one of the greatest mambo dancers of our, of our generation. Yes, and it was nice yes. to have that. My brother Ronnie participated too. He was there. My older That's brother, beautiful. he on stage with us. It was nice. It was, it was a really such a moment. Yes. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, we captured it. I feel all. like you guys are going to take that and run with it. It, it, was, I think, it was on, I think, it was on the I newspaper. Think we, it was, yeah, I think it was promoted go, pretty big. I think in Puerto Rico, hopefully we'll capture it on film, which would be great. So that way we could use, use it as a, you know, a tool and people could watch it streaming, whatever. But uh, it was really something to see. And if you weren't there, you missed it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I want I want to be there. You know, I want to see this. Yeah. I mean, who thought of the idea? Did you guys just, you know, uh, you guys talk to each other or someone brought up the idea to you guys to do this? We had a record out back in 2007 called the Big okay. Three Palladium Orchestra, where we, where we recorded at the Blue Note in New York City, 
right on Fourth Street. You know where it's at, right there yes. in the village. Yes. And we recorded four nights over there with Mr. John Fausti, and we put it out, and it, it did very, very well for us. And then from there, we toured. We went overseas. Extremely oh, so you popular. did tour together before. Okay. so popular in like festivals in Spain, in Sweden, and uh, we went everywhere. It was just amazing how, how people you know, tuned into it. Turkey, Germany. It was uh, countries that you wouldn't think they would understand Latin, Latin music and right. Latin jazz music. It's the rhythm. Did. It's the rhythm and the soul. Right. I'm telling you, they don't got to understand exactly. the words. Yeah. Yes. It was a language. Everybody, you know, understood sure. it. And then um, we did that tour and then we kind of went on a hiatus for a little bit because I was doing my own career. I was putting out right. my own records and doing my own thing and touring as, as my Tito Puente Jr., my orchestra. Uh, and then late last year, they said, hey, you know, now that things are starting to come around, you know, live music should be coming back. We want to plan for the future. Um, the Bronx was interested in having this amazing show of, uh, of that era, that generation of the 1950s era and presenting it. And a producer came to us and, and we all collectively all came together and we said, let's do it again. So it's been like a 13 year hiatus for us since the last tour we did with the big three Palladium Orchestra, but it was nice to be on stage. This year has been so far reunions. It's been yes, crazy. Yes, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Like with TV, with everything kind of, with cartoons. I mean, I think the world is, I think reminiscing of the good times because of all the negativity that's happening in the world. And yeah. we hang on to good music, you know, good TV, family mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yes. And I think people yeah. were missing that. We're lacking that. And music yeah. is from the soul. and. We need that. Like, I, I can't work out without music. I, you mm -hmm. know, clean the house without music, you know? I mean, it I live for music daily. Yeah, it feeds your soul always. Music always does. I think in my home, I don't even have a stereo or drums here or anything like that because I have music. Really? Yeah, it's kind of like a rule <laughs> for me and, me and the family here. We, my kids, they listen to music with their earbuds, but having like a stereo, like when I grew up, it was a stereo in my house and, yes. and, and all that music always in my home. It's very, you know, uh, very quiet because I, when I walk out the front door, I become the musician, you, the point they, yes. you know, the musician. And it, and I hear music consistently in my car and, and the studio, the okay. recording studio, I'm in the studio every week. And so when I'm home and it's kind of like, oh, you want like silence break. peace. Yes, yeah. A little bit it. of zen for me. But um, yeah, music has always been a part of me, and I, and I don't want to lose my hearing. So, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and you got teenagers, so you know yeah. they usually like loud music. You know, yes. everything loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, are, it's been, are they? Are they? They're into what, what kind of music? Your children are into. Are they into loud music, or are they more into hip hop? Or there's so many different genres of music now. Um, Emo music I'm say, now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I bought my daughter some tickets. For some guy named uh, something Orange, I had never heard of him. Right. He's a young boy. Um, he's playing at a big venue down in South Florida, and I never heard. So I'm the chaperone. It's so awkward right, right. for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking her and her friends, and she's you know 15 years old. I don't know who the artist is. I know the bigger ones, the Justin Bieber's and the right. Ariana me too. Thorne. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I, yes. I don't know these little ones are TikTok guys. Orange. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I, guess I'm I don't know shit. them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was telling you earlier, you know, when I was walking down the street in Calle Ocho, there was stages after stages of just yes. artists. And they showed the lineup. I'm looking, I'm not familiar with them. I guess I'm missing a generation. So it's kind of awkward for me. I felt a little bit, you know, 
over my time or whatever. But then I thought about it and I said, you know, it's up to me to bridge. Thus, my last right. name, Puente, means bridge. To bridge two generations together. Mm. And to understand where Tito Puente and all his music came from and how it bridged into what we hear today. The trap music, the reggaeton, all That's that right. music comes, it's derived from mambo and salsa and, and Afro-Cuban right. music. So it was, it, but my kids, you know, I, I, I try to turn them on to, they know Oye Como Va. <laughs> of <laughs> you know? course, I, yeah. <laughs> they know that. They know Grand Can Can. They know the hit songs of Puente, but uh, I, I'm not too familiar with what they listen to, although I monitor right. it, but uh, right, I'm, not, right, right. I'm not really hip to it. Although, and it, again, you know, you probably don't listen to the radio either. With radio, it's just, you know. It's not uh, the same anymore. No. So wait, Gallocho, Gallocho, I saw on your IG live that you yeah. forgot your sticks and you was getting like a hanger. <laughs> Did you really perform with the fucking hanger though? I need to you, know this. You I are stalking me, girl. <laughs> I forgot my thing. I have the modern sticks everywhere. That I do have in the house. And I forgot them at the Cayocho thing. So I found a hanger or something. And I was like, I'm just going to use these. And I, that was it. But I got through it. I learned that from my father. My father always came up with innovative ideas where, hey, if I can't play the thing bottles, I'll play some garbage cans. You know? And he did right, it. Right, right. So you wait, know, it worked? You really played with the hangers? Yeah. Yeah, I broke some hangers <laughs> up and I played them and it came out okay, I guess. I That's don't know. Nobody talent. really knows. That's talent. Most people will be like, you know what? I'm I'm out of you know yeah. nowadays. Yeah. People I don't think anybody knows. Go on stage if they didn't get their fucking tea. You know, people are so yeah. you know, bougie nowadays. Go so I didn't have my my there's no lemon in my tea. I'm not going no. on stage, you know? <laughs> no, I've always been humble like that, as you know very well since we've met yes. i've been very humble and hey what's up everybody you know and i, I yes. my father got me my father was like that too you know yes. he was very humble when you walk down the streets of new york city people come right up to him they say hello you know he was very humble like that he would take a picture with everybody even if he was sitting down having dinner or anything like that and i think that's where i get it from that humbleness from from my father yeah, yeah definitely yeah I, I see the way you play is with passion so did you did you get that from your dad or that was already in you when you play when you play your your music and, and when you perform? Being you being perform a fan with of rock such passion. Music, yes, of course. Really? And I, I, you know, being a fan of rock music, you, I, I always looked at the drummers of the, of my era, which was the Neil Peart, Phil Collins, Tommy Lee, Motley Crue, you know, Tico yes. Torres, Bon Jovi. Those those were my idols. And I always looked at them, even the heavier guys, like the Dave Lombardo, the Metallica, Lars Ulrich, the Slayer. Yes. So I looked at That's them. our generation of music, yes. Yeah, and I would watch the music videos and you would see the passion, the head banging and all that. We did. And I said, you know, that can be done. And if you watch Tito Puente, I mean, his passion and his smiling and the, the yes, hands and all that, it's there. And I think that comes, yes. I think it's maybe in my blood or I think it's being yeah. Latino, <laughs> Puerto Rican. New right, York, right. New Yorker. <laughs> a little bit of everything. I don't know. I don't know. I don't drink coffee in the morning. Really? Not no. you? <laughs> My wife scratches her head. She's like, I need coffee. And I was like, I don't. I'm just Me excited. I'm I can't excited function in the morning and... without coffee. So you have, wait, so you have no habits? No coffee habits? No. No, I, I, I don't have too many. I I have a habit of annoying my family because <laughs> I'm always talking and cracking jokes and they're telling me to be quiet, shut up. <laughs> so. Wait, I know you have, you are a big fan of, of, um, what did I just saw? Um, Star Wars. 
Yes. You're like a junkie for Star Wars. Well, I don't get it. What is with Star Wars? Look what I got in the mail for my son. I want this, but I got it for him. I got him a Mandalorian. Oh Actually, this is Boba Fett, the original Boba Fett. So I'm like freaking out about it. But yes, I am a Star Wars head. I love it. I, I stand online for the movies. I should, if I have to cap out, I would. Um, but yeah, that's the geek side of me. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people. I just don't get it. I'm not into Star Wars. No, you know? oh, you know no. what? I know some people that aren't, and you know, I'm. God bless you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, he. I saw that. Your your kids was dressed up and for the yes. birthday and you were like Star Wars power. I was like, he loves Star Wars. When it comes to Halloween or any of the holidays, we get into it. And I'm glad that my wife is really the one that pushes it. She's like, we gotta dress up. We do like the we did the Bride of Frankenstein last year. And oh, the that's kids dressed up with Star Wars. We go all out and I appreciate that because I didn't uh, I didn't do that prior to meeting her again. And not having children, you know, I always went to parties. But once you have kids, you got to think about them, you know, and what's yeah. really, you know, important and making memories. I try to make memories for them that are resonate with them. So if it's us sitting in front of a line and going to a Star Wars movie, <laughs> so and we do a lot of the parks, we go to Universal and Disney, you know, and all that. Yes, I try of course, to, I love it too. Me too. Yeah, you know, we're South Floridians now, transplanted. <laughs> exactly. South Floridians, so we yes. got to go to the parks. So, but yeah, yeah we love Orlando. We're, we're from South Florida, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love so it. So how love how it. is it now being a dad and having teenagers and going on the road and you know being dad? How do you balance that? You know, Gloria. To be honest with you, my father was on the road. He did about maybe three hundred shows a year. It's a lot of time and being on the right. road and my mother thank god she's still with us today margie puente and her. she said you got to go on the road when i turned 16 uh, i started driving very quick everybody wanted to drive in new york we were like right. get a car and get out of here right um, so when i got my car i started <laughs> driving yeah, i started driving my father to all the gigs and that's where oh. I, I felt more closer to being a musician of course my hispanic roots and all that but as more as more and more as I get older, I start feeling uh, the need to be with my children more, and because my father wasn't with me, and that were my sister because he was on the road so much. So right. for me, I pick and choose, which I'm grateful for. Pick and choose with my agents uh, which gigs I'm going to take and how long they're going to take. You know, if they're going to put me on the road for a month or two, I have to really think about that. Um, I'd like to take some breaks in between to spend time with my kids. And right. um, I don't want to be that absentee parent at all. And I always make sure that they come first in all my schedules, you know, where, where, where my concerts come into play. But now that they're older, they can come and travel with me. Right. I was going to say that. Just yes. like I did with my father. So it's now getting them much easier now. When they were smaller, I really had to make the time. But now they're older, come on over and help dad set up the drums. <laughs> That's right. I love yeah. it. I love it. It seems like I love it that you don't see a lot in our industry, really family oriented, still with the wife and happy. Like what is, what, how did you do it? Like I'll, it's so I'll hard finding the one. And I love that the way you, she goes places with you and and, and yeah. you show the love and the affection, she, you see it, you yeah. know, you see it. I'll tell you the magic, I, and I'll tell you what really, from my, from being with her for 10 years plus, um, 
it, I think the magic is that she understands what I do. She understands and she embraces that. And I've, I've never asked her to be a part of that. She wants to be a part of that. And that to me is so refreshing to be in a career where it does take me around the world and it takes me to uh, many hours on airplanes and traveling and all that. But she understands it and she appreciates it. And she, and she knows what we go through together. And uh, she's very understanding when it comes to that. And not only that, she loves the music. She is a That's fan important. of Tito Puente music, of my That's father's important. music. And, to, right. and she's Puerto Rican and she's from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. <laughs> so she totally gets everything, yes. Right. And that's understanding it, you know, is plus, yes. Yeah. It's so, so hard it's like to be just connect, connect. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because I see yeah. that and and when I read it and, and I see you doing events and I see your wife, and I was like, wow, you know, you don't see that very often. And and happy and really enjoying your moments, you know, enjoying yeah. the journey with you. That's so important. You know? Yeah, it's, it is it is for me to 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 have somebody that's that understands what I do. And, you know, it's tricky, you know, and you, we're in the music industry and so are you, you know, we've been through it. So it consumes a lot of our time. And yes. now that we get older, we choose now, how do we, yeah. you know, use our time wisely? I think time is money, you know, but I right. love what I do and my passion is there for it. And that's why, to be honest with you, when I'm playing up on stage, you would never know that I was upset or I had a bad day because I'm smiling no. all the time. But That's most right. of the time, I feel great when I'm doing my job. If you love what you do, guys, and anybody who's young out there, who definitely have a passion and love what you do, even though it can be a little bit chaotic at times, or maybe right the down, business side, but it's the business side. I've had ups and downs all throughout my career, and I finally come to terms where I was, you know, pulling my hair out. Oh my God, and I need a job. And what am I going to do? And then, right. and then next week, I'm on tour with you know whoever. Santana, you know, Amen, it, um, right. it's, it's up and down. And I think that's what my desire is to be in a business that, you know, you're so like up and down like that. Right. But overall, I get to sleep, put my head down at night. and I feel great that I got my family, my friends, my close relatives and everybody's in good health. Amen. You are amazing. Yeah. Any, any other projects? So you got the album out that they Ooh. can get up. Let's see, what else am I doing? I'm going, well, we're doing a documentary series on the life of my father, Tito Puente. That's going to be out, hopefully, by the end of this year. We had a little hiccup due to the lockdown and pandemic, but now we're back on track. Um, I'm looking forward to getting that out there. It'll be on one of the streaming platforms. I'm not too sure whether it's Netflix or Hulu, one of them. It'll be a okay, so eight-part docu-series on the life story of Tito Puente with unreleased footage from our family archives. So you'll see not Tito Puente on stage. You'll see him Christmas time, hanging out in the kitchen with the kids. You know, we were very young, holding us as babies. You'll see a lot of Tito Puente, the human side of him, and his humble beginnings being born and raised in the streets of El Barrio, New York City, which is Spanish Harlem. And you'll see the struggle that he had with my grandmother and and his father, you know, as they grew up. We're going to tell the story of Afro-Cuban music and how he really um, was one of the ambassadors and embraced Afro-Cuban music and brought it to the American public and around the world. People are synonymous with mambo and salsa music because of Tito Puente's you know, right. reign as an ambassador of that music, along with Celia Cruz and all the other yes. great icons, Johnny Pacheco, 
We will all mention all of that in the docuseries. So look out for that. The trailer's being done right now. And I'm very, very excited about that to finally tell the story and maybe a biopic in the future too of Tito Puente, which is long overdue because a lot of fans yes. have been asking for that. So that's really on my plate. I think I'm going to do volume two. The record's been doing great. So I think everybody's like, hey, you know, I have so much music, Gloria. It's like I have over 10,000 arrangements of Tito Puente. So I can keep going on and do a volume two, volume three, volume four. And I'm thinking about doing that. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> Please. So the yes, fans yeah. are asking, the fans want it. And um, a lot of big things and happening. Where can I get that album? Where can I get that album on? I, I need this album Spotify. you can get on all digital. Yeah, you can get it on all digital yes. platforms, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Definitely put me in your playlist. And if you want to get the hot sauces, definitely buy the yes. record. I have it on compact disc. It's coming out on vinyl too. But the compact disc is available at Tito Puente Jr. MyShopify.com. And you guys can get the four hot sauces. And I even throw in like a bonus CD with my homegirl, Marina Molivar. She's a fantastic singer. And so I, it's like two CDs for, and the four That's hot amazing. sauces for one price. It's really cool. And uh, it's, a, it's called the Salsa Bundle Pack. <laughs> yeah, you can pick it up. <laughs> with the yeah, Salsa. You yeah, can, you put the salsa. You know, right, and eat, start dancing. We eat it there anyways while we eat, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of great things. And uh, again, check out all the music videos. They're all on YouTube. Got a brand new one from Yolanda Duque from the album called Ebrigón del Aguacero. I got the 20 Años, which I feature my father in there. So you can just subscribe to my YouTube channel and see all the great music videos and all the great things that are coming soon from the Puente family and brand. Yes, I'm going to post all of that and, and I'm going to put all the links below so you guys can go see it and all the videos and I'm going to promote it too because I am such a fan and it's such an honor to have you and that, you know, your spirit is amazing and you are the Mambo King. I just, I'm going to uh, say it. <laughs> you uh, are. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you. Beyond, beyond talented and, and humble. And I'm proud that you're Boricua. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to invite you personally to a concert. It's coming up on April 9th, and it's going to be in downtown Hollywood. Actually, everybody who's watching and listening, um, come to the concert. It's on April 9th. It's called the the Hollywood Salsa Festival. It's with myself, Melina Molivar, Charlie Aponte, Bobby Rodriguez. It's all salsa all day long, yes. and it's free. It's open to the public. It's outdoors, and you can bring abuela, bring abuelo, bring the family, bring yes. your deal, your cousin, your aunt, everybody. It's <laughs> going to be on Saturday, April 9th in Hollywood, Florida, at Hollywood Young Circle. All day long, and I'll be there. I'm in concert. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming, and that's not far yeah. from me. So, yes, April 9th, I'm there. I invite all your listeners, and follow me on all the, the platforms, too, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can see and stalk my life. <laughs> yes, yes, I do, because I'm a fan and I think you're a genius and you are thank amazing. You. I want to thank everybody for listening to Just Glow Podcast and don't forget to Just Glow. And thank you, Puppy. I appreciate you and just flowers because you are amazing and continue to grow and prosper. And mwah, blessings to your family as well. Gracias, Glow. I love you, Gloria. You're amazing lady Thank and i'm you. so happy that you and i are still friends after 20 some odd years exactly. over 20 years. it's wild and you're doing great girl proud of you, Thank Boricua. you. Thank Thank you. Boricua. <laughs> Salud.